ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we praise him and we ask his help and we seek his forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides no one can misguide and whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray no one can guide I testify that the reason who got to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is our master the messenger of Allah he was the most educated person about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who said inna allaha la yanam wa la yanbaghi lahu an yanam who said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not sleep and it does not befit his majesty that he sleeps he lowers the scales and raises them the deeds of the day will be resurrected to him before the deeds of the night and the deeds of the night will be resurrected to him before the deeds of the day hijabuhu nur his veil his light if he were to remove that veil the light that comes from Allah subhanahu Subhanahu wa ta'ala's face will burn all the creation. Brothers and sisters, when Abu Salama, one of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam died, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to his wife, Ummu Salama, to offer some condolences. And when he got there, she said, Ya Rasulullah, laqad mata Abu Salama. O Messenger of Allah, Abu Salama has passed away. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya Umma Salama, ma min mu'minun tusibuhu musibah. If a mu'min is afflicted with some musibah, with a trial, with a tribulation, and if he responded accordingly, and he taught her how to respond accordingly, he said, number one is to say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Number two is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you through these hard times. And number three is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to compensate you with something better. And Ummu Salama radiallahu anha, she followed the nasihah, the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told her and if a Muslim does that it will be mandatory upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to please him she said I kept on saying la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon I kept on asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help me through these hard times and to compensate me with something better until Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam proposed to me and she had the honor to be one of the mothers of the believers by being the wife of Rasulullah 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَنَبْلُوكُمْ بِالْخَيْرِ وَالشَّرِّ فِتْنَةِ We will test you by good and evil as a form of trial. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا صَامَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, For sure you will be tested. For sure you will be tried by the loss of, of lives, by the loss of goods. You will test it by hunger and fear. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. But He said, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ But give glad news to those who are patient. Those who when they are afflicted with something they said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Brothers and sisters, there is no one in the face of the earth who is not being tested. There is no one in the face of the earth who is not being tried. There is no one in the face of the earth who has not been through a lot of calamities and tribulations. On the personal level and also in a greater scale. Look at the station of the Muslims. Look at the Muslim state right now. Muslims have been suffering and suffering from a series of, of crises the like of which we have never seen in the history of Islam. Muslims have been attacked from different angles in many different ways. Look at the Muslims from the, the political standpoint. You will see that the Muslims are bleeding everywhere in every corner in the world. Look at the economic perspective, the economic standpoint. You will see that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this ummah with a lot of resources. Yet, who is benefiting from these resources? Look at the social standpoint and see how many things that Rasulullah came to remove. How many vices, how many evils, how many errors and mistakes that the Prophet came to remove. Yet, yet that we're still suffering from all this. And when our brothers and sisters, some of us look at, at all these problems that we have in the world. Look at all the trials that we're going through. They develop a sense of despair. And they ask the question that everybody is asking, Muslim and non-Muslims, why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowing all these hardships? Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowing all this pain and trial? People are fed up. We cannot take it any longer. This is too much. But to such people, I just wanted to remind them and to remind myself that this world is a place of a struggle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has intended to create this world in a combination of good and evil. Good and evil, suffering and comfort, development and corruption, justice and injustice, sadness and happiness. And the only time, the only time you will taste the sweetness of total comfort is when you put your foot in Jannah, insha'Allah. And notice, and mark my words, Wallahi, success and trials, success and trials are strongly connected to one another. No nation, no ummah, no ummah can prosper without being tried. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicted the sahaba. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tried the sahaba. He tested them in many different ways. Why? To examine their faith. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, when a man asked him, what is better for a person to be afflicted or to be given prosperity and happiness? Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, he said, Wallahi, a person will not, will never be given prosperity and happiness until he's been tried. Until he's been tested through affliction, this is what he said. So don't think that you're going to live your life without being tested. Don't think that your life will become easy because you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a matter of fact, this is the first step towards facing problems, facing trials. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, do mankind think that it will be left alone just saying that we believe without being tested? We will test you. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. So what is the point of, of being tested? Why are we being tested? What is the wisdom behind affliction? What is the purpose of trials? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, إِنَّ عِظَمِ الْجَزَاءِ مِنْ عِظَمِ الْبَلَاءِ the greater the calamity, the greater the reward. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَإِذَا أَحَبَّ اللَّهُ عَبَدًا When Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loves someone, He will afflict him with something. But do not ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to afflict you. Rather ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala the well-being. Ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to be always in a state of well-being. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when a man asked him and he says, Ya Rasulullah, man ashaddu nasi bala'a. Who is the most tested amongst people? He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-anbiya thumma salihin. The most tested amongst people are the prophets, are the righteous. فَالْأَمْثَلُ فَالْأَمْثَلُ Then the next best and the next best. يُبْتَلَ الرَّجُلُ عَلَىٰ قَدْرِ دِينِهِ That the person will be afflicted according to the level or the decree of his faith. The strong the faith is, the strong the calamity is going to be. So watch out. Going to, you are going to be tested. You are going to be tested. And there are so many benefits of actually of trials and tribulations. And one of these benefits, brothers and sisters, is purifying the ranks of the believers. Purifying your ranks with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this regard, I want to remind you with what Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad rahimahullah said. He said, man is okay, or a person is okay and content as long as they are in a state of well-being. But when calamities strike them, believers' faith increases and also the hypocrite shows his true faith. You know, sometimes when we're afflicted with something, we say and we do things that are not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some of us became really aggravated. And this is a type of ignorance of, of us to be aggravated when we're stricken by calamities. Take for example the companions or the prophets of Allah, the prophets of Allah. Adam alayhi salam, he lived in Jannah and then he was banned. 
Nuh asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save his son, but he didn't get what he asked for. Yaqub alayhi salam, he lost his eyesight, he lost his kids, his children. Yusuf alayhi salam was put through trials. Nuh alayhi salam, Ayyub Ibrahim, all of them, all of them went through a lot of hardships. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam experienced countless, countless number of, of trials sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So don't get aggravated when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests you. The second is raising the ranks with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and removing your sins. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts you with something, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is raising your rank. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually removing your sins. Hatta shawka, even the thorn. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, when the believer is afflicted with a thorn, or even something greater than the thorn, because of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove a sin and raises him when ranking. And the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also, hadith Qudisi, that he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the angels to take the soul of the son of, of, the son of Adam, he will ask the angel, did you take the soul of the son of my servant? They say, yes, O oh Allah. Did you take the fruit of his heart? And if you're a parent, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're a parent, this is the worst nightmare that you can imagine. The loss of your child. Did you take the fruit of his heart? They say, yes, Allah, we took the fruit of his heart. What did he say? What did my servant say? They will say, he says, Alhamdulillah. And as a result, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, lahu baytan fil jannah. Build a house for him in paradise. And name it the house of praise. The house of praise. So your ranking actually are going up, your bars are charging, are going up, and your sins are removing. Just by being tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also providing us with the means of propagating the message of Islam. You know your patience during the time of hardship is the best form of da'wah. Is the best form of da'wah, your silence and your patience. Look at the Sahaba during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In the Meccan era, they were persecuted, but they were patient. For 13 years, for 13 years they were persecuted, some of them were killed, some of them were treated like animals, but they were patient. And their, their patience actually led a lot to become Muslims. The last the last one, allowing us to become aware of our inner selves. You have to always look at yourself and where you stand in terms of weakness and strength. And tribulations actually will help you to gain this knowledge of yourself. And if you find anything, any negative quality in yourself, then this is the time to work on it. How should we respond when we are afflicted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Number one, be patient. 
pushing herself to be patient. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he saw this woman in the graveyard and she was crying and screaming and he says, Ya Amat Allah is very, O servant of Allah, just be patient. She said, Ilayka anni, stay away from me. She didn't know that was the Messenger of Allah Ilayka anni, stay away from me. Then Rasulullah he left. Later on people told her, that was the Messenger of Allah How dare you speak into the Messenger of Allah like that. She went to Rasulullah she Apologized to the Messenger of Allah, and he said to her, "Ya Amat Allah, isbiri, fa inna sabr inda sadmati alula." Oh, servant of Allah, be patient, be patient, because patience only when calamity strikes you. When you say Alhamdulillah, when you hear about bad news, you say Alhamdulillah. When you lose a family member, and again, you know, when we're afflicted with something like that, we cry. We weep. That's absolutely normal. We're human beings. We have hearts. But don't say anything that will displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with you. So be patient. Number two, don't lose faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have certainty about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet Musa alayhi salam, when the Pharaoh chased him to the sea, he qala ashabu Musa inna lamudrakun. That the followers and the companions of Musa, they said, that's it. We are destroyed. We're finished off. He says, kalla inna ma'ya rabbi sayahdeen. But the response of Musa, he says, no, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. And he's going to get us out of this trouble. And as a result of his faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his trust and certainty in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to Musa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to Musa and he got him out of the trouble. The Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during the battle of Uhud. Seventy of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were killed. After they were defeated, the Qurashi, they sent somebody to tell them, or scare them, that the people are coming back and attack you in your homes. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he made an announcement to everybody who participated with him to come out. And they came out because they trusted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they say, Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for us. And He will get us out of this trouble. And as a result, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped them. Brothers and sisters, if you really worry about the state of the ummah, if you worry about the trials that the ummah is going through, then you should start to do something. And that thing is to start working in your own self. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not ask you about international issues beyond your capabilities. Again, Allah will not ask you in the last day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not ask you about international issues beyond your capabilities. But definitely He will ask you about yourself. What did you do? How much effort actually did you put in order to change yourself? And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge you based on your effort, not based on your, on your end result. So if you worry about the trials and the situation of the ummah, then you should start with your own self. Number three is to be content. Be content. With whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you. 
You know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in the hadith, فَمَنْ رَدِيَ فَلَهُ الْرِرَةِ When somebody is afflicted with something, if he is patient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with him. But if he become annoyed with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will receive the wrath of Allah. In other words, if you are afflicted with something, just the best is to actually be patient. That's the best. Just like what Ali ibn Abi Talib said to this man when he came to him and he says, لَقَدْ مَاتَ وَلَدِي My son has passed away. He said, you have two choices. Number one is to be patient. وَتَحْتَسِبُهُ عِنَّ اللَّهِ And to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to compensate you and reward you for this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for this. And the other choice is just like to go around and complain about Allah and to be annoyed with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you will receive the wrath of Allah. And that will not return back your son. So if you're patient or not, that will not change the reality. It will not change it, so better be patient say, Alhamdulillah, be content. Akhi, think about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Think about all these hardships and all these troubles and, and tribulation that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa went through. His companions and followers were killed. He was driven out of his hometown. He was persecuted. His blood was shed in a ta'if. Seventy of his companions were killed in the battle of Uhud. His uncle and his beloved one Hamza was killed and his body was disfigured. Others were laying in, in pools of their own blood. His dignity were put into questions. His honor were put into question. His wife were accused falsely. He buried all his children but one. Have you ever experienced something like that? Despite the fact he is the messenger of Allah and the most beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he went through all these hardships. Number three, recognize the reality. The reality that Allah will not place a burden on you that you cannot take. You know sometimes when people say, I cannot take it any longer. Well, as a matter of fact, you can. You actually can't take it. Seriously, you can't take it. Think about it. How many times in your life you said something like that and you lived through it just fine? So again, life is just a trial. It's a test. It's a test. The last thing that you want to say is to know the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, إِنَّ بَعْدَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا After every hardship comes ease. This is the reality of life. Life is a difficulty after another, a trial after another, a calamity after another, an issue after another. But know also that after every hardship comes ease. There is the ease of the night after the hardship of the day. There is the ease of death after the hardship of the life. There is the ease of retirement after the hardship of a career. Know that everything has a high and a low. Everything that goes up must come down. Likewise, tough times only mean that the times of ease are near.
الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ونالاه ثم الشرح لي صدري وسل لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي الحمد لله So brothers and sisters, the right response when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts you with something is to be patient. Is to be patient and say alhamdulillah, say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you through these hard times. Whether it's in a personal level or in a larger scale. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to compensate you with something better. And be content with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you. And always, rem- always remember that it could be worse. And think about others who are less fortunate than you. you know, if you don't have children, if you cannot have children, well, there's a wisdom behind it. If you are afflicted with poverty, there are others who chain in death. If you are in pain now, there are others who have been aching for years. If you have a place, a shelter, if you get up healthy in the morning, and if you're secure in your place, say Alhamdulillah. And be content. And say, I can do this. I can go through this. I can. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me the strength and I can go through this. And remember the people who have a lot of things and all of a sudden they had nothing. Think about the Syrian who had everything and all of a sudden in the morning just everything was taken away from them and they sleep in the borders. They sleep in tents. Wallahi, I have a friend of mine who passed away two weeks ago and some of you know him. Bandar Al-Ghamidi, may Allah have mercy upon him. This man, he died at the age of 35 years old. He was born with a kidney and a liver failure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed for him to have a kidney transplant and he lived for a little bit, a few years. But he died two weeks ago. He died. And I was really upset. And I was thinking about, Ya Allah, if you afflicted him with something like that, why didn't you take his soul when he was a child? Because he was born with this failure. Why didn't you take his soul when he was a child? And again, this is a question that comes to, to us all the time. When we see something wrong, when we see trials and tribulation in the world, we question in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some of us will just return back to Allah and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. But He was dear to me. So I asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why didn't you take His life when He was a child? Why He has to go through all these trials? Why He has to suffer? Wallahi. I realized that one of the purpose, one of the purposes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept him alive because he was mercy to everybody around him. That that bandar was mercy to everybody around him. That I've seen him with my own eyes, helping people, hasten to help people. Comes here to ICB all the time, texting me, is it a halaqa tonight? I'm coming. Is there this and that? Somebody, sometimes when people ask them to help them financially. Financially. You know, we are in the age right now when, when people, they don't even invite each other to their houses because they're afraid. I'm afraid if I'm bringing this brother to my house for dinner or something, he might think that we become close friends and he might ask something, you know, ask me for financial help or something like that. So don't invite anybody to your house. This is what people think. Wallahi. This brother, every time that somebody goes to him and asks him to help him, he would come to me, do you know this person? Because he doesn't. 
And I'll tell him, yes, I know him. And he comes here to the masjid, is sincere, is trustworthy, and because he asked me for money. And then he gives him the money. Wallahi, I've seen this many, many times. So if you're healthy in your body, this is someone who was born with troubles. Be healthy in your body, you have food for the day, provision to keep you going on for months or years. Say Alhamdulillah. Say Alhamdulillah. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow because the one who provided for you today is going to provide for you tomorrow. One last thing I want to say also that Brother Aqil also has passed away yesterday. And Aqil was one of the sweetest people that I've met since I came here to Pittsburgh. Albert Hunt, that was his real name. Aqil was one of the sweetest people. Wallahi, one of the sweetest people that I met in my whole entire life. And I remember every time when he used to come to the masjid, without asking, without waiting on someone to tell him to do something, right away, if he sees something wrong, he will pick it up. He will clean. He will go to get the mob and, and mob the floor. But Aqil was completely a different personality. And Allah have mercy on Aqil. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon him. And I ask everybody here to make dua for him. Wallahi, he dedicated a lot of his time to this masjid. And to, to serve the Muslims and assist this this masjid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon them. Allahumma amin. Allahumma ja'al hadha al-jam'i jam'an marhuma. Wa tafaruqna min ba'dihi tafaruqa ma'asuma. Wa la taj'al fina wa la hawlana wa la khalfana shaqiyyan wa la mahuma. Allahumma khfir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabbit aqdamana wa sunna ala qawmi kafirin. Allah, we ask you to honor us as you honor the righteous people for us. Allah, we ask you to protect us from anxiety and from greed and from laziness and inability. And we ask you to strengthen our faith and the faith of our brothers and sisters all over the world. And we ask you to protect the Muslims all over the world, here in the States, in the West, in the, in the Muslim countries. And we ask you to, to bless all the Muslims everywhere. Allahumma ameen. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.